Chapter 6 of Original Stories from Real Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stacy Dugan Wilcox. Original Stories from Real Life by Mary Wollstonecraft. Chapter 6 Anger. Folly produces self-contempt and the neglect of others. Mrs. Mason had a number of visitors one forenoon, who conversed in the usual thoughtless manner which people often fall into who do not consider before they speak. They talked of Caroline's beauty, and she gave herself many affected airs to make it appear to the best advantage, but Mary, who had not a face to be proud of, was observing some peculiarities in the dress or manners of the guests— and one very respectable old lady who had lost her teeth afforded her more diversion than any of the rest. The children went to bed without being reproved, though Mrs. Mason, when she dismissed them, said gravely, "'I give you to-night a kiss of peace, an affectionate one you have not deserved.' They therefore discovered by her behavior that they had done wrong, and waited for an explanation to regain her favor. She was never in a passion— but her quiet, steady displeasure made them feel so little in their own eyes they wished her to smile that they might be something, for all their consequence seemed to arise from her approbation. "'I declare,' said Caroline, "'I do not know what I have done, and yet I am sure I never knew Mrs. Mason find fault without convincing me that I had done wrong. Did you, Mary, ever see her in a passion?' "'No,' said Mary.' I do believe that she was never angry in her life. When John threw down all the china and stood trembling, she was the first to say that the carpet made him stumble. Yes, now I do remember, when we first came to her house, John forgot to bring the cow and her young calf into the cow-house. I heard her bid him do it directly, and the poor calf was almost frozen to death. She spoke then in a hurry, and seemed angry. Now you mention it, I do recollect, replied Caroline that she was angry when Betty did not carry the poor sick woman the broth she ordered her to take to her. But this is not like the passion I used to see nurse in, when anything vexed her. She would scold us, and beat the girl who waited on her. Poor little Jenny! Many a time was she beaten when we vexed nurse. I would tell her she was to blame now if I saw her, and I would not tease her any more. "'I declare I cannot go to sleep,' said Mary." I am afraid of Mrs. Mason's eyes. Would you think, Caroline, that she who looks so very good-natured sometimes could frighten one so? I wish I were as wise and as good as she is. The poor woman with the six children whom we met on the common said she was an angel, and that she had saved hers and her children's lives. My heart is in my mouth indeed, replied Caroline, when I think of to-morrow morning, and yet I am much happier than I was when we were at home. I cried. I cannot now tell for what— all day. I never wished to be good. Nobody told me what it was to be good. I wished to be a woman, said Mary, and to be like Mrs. Mason or Mrs. Truman. We are to go to see her if we behave well. Sleep soon overpowered them, and they forgot their apprehensions. In the morning they awoke refreshed, and took care to learn their lessons and feed their chickens before Mrs. Mason left her chamber. End of chapter 6